Hi, everybody. I'm Richard Roberts. My wife, Lindsay, is joining me today. And we're going to do kind of a joint podcast because Lindsay has a podcast. I have a podcast. So we're doing one together. We're going to be uh, hearing them on both of our podcasts. Is that your understanding, Lindsay? Yep. I'm Lindsay Roberts, and I do a podcast called Entirely Unconventional. So we decided to go totally unconventional <laughs> and let Nick Hand ask us questions totally off the cuff, not sure what this is going <laughs> to totally be or how it's going to happen. It's totally <laughs> oh unprepared. Oh my goodness. You guys got to be nervous. Yeah. And we'll see where it goes. You and can, if you, you do be anything bad, your son is right there and he's on my side I all know. the time. Right? So right. This so is there you have totally <laughs> unconventional and expect a miracle podcast. One in all. Yep. One in all. I like it. it. Maybe uh, only one time. <laughs> and if I, get a t- if I get a tough question, I'm panning it off to Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> on that Pretty note, usual. we pray for Father God to intervene in the name of Jesus, that people would be blessed and will be smart. In Jesus' name, okay. amen. Okay, here's my opening question. All right. How are you guys still here? You guys have been through so much. Well, you saying we're dinosaurs? No, I'm just saying. Was I, that an age-related question? How are you dinosaurs still around? No, yeah. It's, not, no, it's called you, preservative. I'll tell you, you how. Because well, we believe there's nothing impossible with God. Honestly. Nothing in the world is impossible with Him. And it's that simple for you? It's that simple because I believe it. Because you guys have been through the ups and downs, whether it be privately or publicly, you've you've gone through the the height of everybody singing your praise. You've gone through the flip side of that, where there's criticism Real and world. lies and just craziness. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure there's life. been been moments where you've wanted to crawl in a hole and just say, "I'm done with this. Forget all. I'm trying." You give your life to help people, and the same people you're trying to help are hurting you. Yeah. How how do you how do you deal with that? How many times have you thought of quitting? A lot. <laughs> So, okay, so we're not all alone. It's so normal to feel like quitting. One time I went to Oral, his daddy, Oral Roberts, and I was fed up because the newspapers were saying things that that were just, you know, there was no way to refute them. I mean, they were so good at what they were doing. I could have believed them. They were so talented at how they were written. Um, and and you get to a point where, first of all, you think, my children are seeing this. Right. This is ridiculous. Right. And you can't quit because you don't want to let your children see you quitting in the midst of lies like that. And you get to a point where, you know, this is, this is interesting because I read, I was watching a movie and in the movie, there was a guy that was a reporter and his boss was saying about the girl he was going to interview. When you interview her, treat her like a lady. When you write about her, forget she has a mother. Mm. So this is the way the world works in many ways. This is the way uh, media works in many ways. And I was new to it. I was in law school. I was, a bookworm I was a nerd, that kind of person. Freshly that, married to me. Yeah. And then I get married to Richard and, yeah. and I'm thrown into his dad at that time. I think someone told me was the fourth most recognized man in the world. Wow. I, and I, I, my brain didn't calculate that. I wasn't prepared for that. I got accused of being five months pregnant when I had been told since I was 18 that I couldn't have a baby. And I went years and years and years with miscarriages and, and a dead child you know, trying to have a baby. So it was the cruelest rumor. And the worst part about it was I hadn't even known him for five months. Right. So the whole point of ridiculousness was I was going to quit before we ever even got out of the bucket (laughs) chute. I was done before I said I do. Yeah. And his dad came to me one time and I had been, actually had been, there was somebody, we just use the word stock, that was horrible and I'd had enough. Mm. And this person got to one of my kids and I was finished. Remember what you said to him? And I said, yeah, I said, I quit. And yeah. he said, he said, he said, okay, this is not Oral Roberts. He doesn't just go, okay. Right, right. You usually get some spiritual is- dissertation, which now I wish I had, but at the time I wasn't, I, you know, I don't want to hear it. 
And and the truth was, he said, you can quit. And I thought, okay, something's coming. Yeah. And he said, but what would you do? Knowing the power of God, knowing that you have an ability to teach the Bible, knowing that God has called you to do something, how can you quit and be in disobedience? You're welcome to do it, but how can you do it? Yeah. And I thought that wasn't very fair. You know, Lindsay. So I unquit. You yeah. remind me of a story in the Bible when a lot of people quit Jesus. They went away. They left him. And he turned to his disciples and said, will you quit me too? Mm. And Peter and the others spoke up and said, where would we go? You have the words of life. Yeah. And that's a, a good story of Lindsay and me. Where would we go if we quit? Right. God is our source. He is our provider, and we look to him as the author and finisher of our faith. And no matter what we have been through, what we are going through even now, or what we may go through someday, God is our source, and he's our strength, and he will bring us through. He always has. He always will. This may sound like a silly, weird answer, but truth be told, it's the, it's the answer popping into my head, so I'm going to say it. Yeah. Um, I'm not as resilient as I am scriptural. Mm. I don't have that resilience. In my own strength, I don't have it. I can't tell you how many times I've quit. Richard used to say, if patience is a virtue, Lindsay's virtueless. I'm not a patient person <laughs> waiting for the other tide to Amen, turn. Brother. <laughs> and all this to happen, it's just not in my natural physical makeup. Yeah. It's not in my psyche, my suke, my way of thinking. But truth be told, I know the Bible enough. I'm no big Bible scholar, but I've read the Bible, studied the Bible, studied at, you know, the feet of Oral Roberts. I've studied the Bible my whole life pretty much. And in saying that, I know that there are a lot of difficulties in the Bible. Esther was um, in in danger just about every time she turned around. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego Every time they turned around and wouldn't bow to the to the conforming of the way of the world, they risked their lives. Uh, Daniel got thrown in a lion and said, we can just go through because Genesis he just, he prayed. to Revelation. Um, they wanted to, <laughs> this is my funniest part of the Bible, and this is, I think, what makes me giggle and kind of keeps me going. There's a scripture in the Bible that that uh, there is the demoniac of Gadarean, uh, the Gadarean demoniac. He was the demoniac of Gadara, the Bible says. Jesus went over there to lay hands on him. And, and cast he, the devil out. Right. And when he found him, the Bible says he was living in, in graves and naked. Mm. When he cast, and, and nobody cared, but when he cast the devil out of him, he was, the Bible says, clothed and in his right mind. And, At that point, and, they tried to kill Jesus and run him out of town. Well, and, they, and the people were afraid. And the people they, were they, sore they were not afraid. afraid. They were not afraid when he's running around through the tombs naked, scaring right. everybody half to death. Now he's fully clothed. And he's in his, in his right, right mind. mind. And the people were afraid. Mm. Yeah. It's a and backwards they retaliated world. against Jesus. Yeah. Well, they put him out of town. Yeah. So, you know, I say, I call it fickle people. Um, but when people one minute are your friends and the next minute your enemies... I call it the human factor. Well, that's why you can't, it's make, real. you can't make people your source. Yeah, People are not sources. They are instruments. And you cannot look to people. Yes, but yes, thank God for people. But you look to God. He is your source. So, for, Richard, for you specifically, because you've been the, 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 the main face, for lack of a better term. So, like, even in the area when your dad was leading a lot and you kind of, you were, you, you've always kind of been a spokesman. So, how have you dealt with 
scrutiny, hardship, all those things, and knowing that the camera's turning on tomorrow and you got to smile and, and get through it. You just, how have you gotten through that? Can I tell the truth on that? this one? Oh. His dad Please should send him out me. to the media to face the giants because so yeah, often, there's a good point to it, so often Oral couldn't handle it. It hurt him. It yeah. devastated him. It broke him. Right. I've seen him weep. I've seen him in tears. I've seen him defeated. I've seen him quit. Yeah. I've seen him say, I'm never going to do this again. All I'm trying to do is bring healing to people. I can't <laughs> yeah. do this anymore. <laughs> so he sent Richard right? out. And the truth be told, there's a lot about Richard that, this may be weird to say it, but I think he is, he has not I'm going to call it my way, a supernatural strength mm. that he can do that in a like way. Like a gift, that, like an, yeah, abil- an ability like to that. be able to right. just my dad, be. His mom was like that. Oral and I were not like that. My dad would say something that would get all kinds of media attention, all kinds of scrutiny, and he would run to the Cherith Brook. <laughs> And he would leave me. <laughs> he'd, send he'd, you say, he'd say, Richard, you go on Larry King Live. You oh go on Good gosh. Morning America. You go on Good Day LA. Good and what would you Larry be thinking? What would, what would human life. Richard I, be thinking? I, 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 my dad, dad, why are you leaving me as a lamb <laughs> to the slaughter? <laughs> They're going to do their do? best to annihilate me. Yeah, right. But I learned. I learned. I learned through those experiences. I learned in dealing with the media. Yeah, can I share one of my big secrets? No. no yes. No this is that? That's what this is. This Make is it, tell, share your secret pocket. Wait, you may have to edit this. Pause. Da, 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 da. If I go like this, this means I, cut I, it off, cut it off. I learned, to first of all, to pray, to pray in that's the spirit. I'm and okay get, with that. And get the mind of God and then have prepared what God wants me to say, no matter what kind of question they ask me. Mm. It's so, so just going back to the, what you felt in your heart you were supposed to say. Yeah. I know this sounds like a very strange thing, but pull out a dollar bill and people get weird. If you're talking about anointing, okay, they kind of sometimes are really weird, but you pull out money. Money. It's okay for somebody to literally throw their money into um, the devil's den with, it doesn't matter. Anything from, I'm going to say, I'm just throwing out things that are in my head I'm not accusing anybody, but you yeah. know, if, if there's money tossed into some of the things I see on television to me are like, I'm old here. I'm old enough to say that's like pornography yeah. and they don't care. Yeah. Um, some of the things I see on television are, are, are so to me, it's, it's demon spirits right? and nobody cares. But the minute the gospel starts to make sense and it takes money to put the gospel on stations to feed people in other countries to, you know, to generate the gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves to do the greater work. Jesus said, we'll do. Yeah, yeah. we do. We have feeding programs in India. We are doing things in Pakistan. We have sewing we, centers. We've got 10 sewing centers now in India that we, are named the Lindsay Roberts sewing center. Things that my brain is just thinking out to me are, I call them good works. The Bible calls it greater work. Shall you do? And it, until we start doing stuff like that, it seems like they leave you alone. But when you have enough funding to do really some good work. Right. People flip out. They flip out what kind of car you drive. Oh yeah. And yet Hollywood realistically, who may not be making what I would call Jesus movies. Yeah. Um, they don't care what they drive. They re- in fact, they almost celebrate some of the things that I just feel like Satan has adopted or Satan has impacted. And as long as they're celebrating it, then the world celebrates it. Okay. I can deal with that. When Christians start celebrating right. it and attacking other Christians, well, Christians my, my too, mind right? goes, Christians, yeah. yeah, what what, what were you thinking? Right. What, what's wrong with you? You know who they say they, you know, I idolize that person or they're my mentor. I've got some lovely mentors. I, I wrote a little book called The Company You Keep. In fact, you were helping me on some yeah. of the things about that. 
because we said the company you keep is the company that's keeping you. Right. And I think God is holding us accountable for some of the things that we as Christians go into agreement with. I always say what you allow, you're in agreement with. And I think that we have to reach a place as Christians. How much damage are we doing by being the accuser of the brethren? And instead, how about finding the root source, the devil himself? There's good and evil. There's God and the devil. God, God's name in the Bible was always G-O-D, which always translated the word good, and devil, D-apostrophe, E-V-I-L, devil, the evil one. Yeah. And so when we recognize it, why as Christians are we just saying okie dokie and then turning around and really not even knowing the entire story, attacking another Christian? I don't think God called me to be the accuser of the brethren. Oral used to say, Jesus said... If I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. And he'd say, Lindsay, lift Jesus up. Yeah. That's how you get people saved. One more thing, Nick, um, that I learned in my life. When you point your finger at somebody, Uh remember you got three fingers pointing back at yourself. Mm. Jesus said, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Be kind. The Bible says, let us love one another. And that's what Christians need to do. Uh, get rid of all the, 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 the strife and the, the, uh, the argument over, over uh, scriptural issues and get rid of, of my, my, I have to dot my I the same way you do or cross my T the same way you do or you cast me out. No, if, if you love Jesus, I remember, had a, I remember a, a pastor of a large church, 6,000 member church came to me once and said, Richard, I don't pray in tongues. I don't pray in tongues. Hmm. Uh, I pray every day, but I don't pray in tongues. How do you feel about me? I said, my brother, have you received Christ as your savior? Oh yes. Hmm. I love him with all my heart. I said, and that settles the issue. Yeah. You're my brother. We're on the same team. You're right. my brother. We're, we're not, we're not opposing teams. Right. You know, we're not, we're not uh, a defense against an offense or an offense against a defense. We're on the same side. Let us love one another. I heard a weird story that, you know, I'm not going to say, thus saith the Lord, because it was, you know, when you hear a story that someone said about a story who said a story about someone you knew. Yeah. I heard a story about a guy that was going to rob somebody. And he was so careless that he ended up shooting himself in the leg. Mm. Uh, It was a person that supposedly, you know, we knew. Yeah. Um, Not a friend, not a, not a close, but, but someone I had heard of, someone I knew. I think sometimes we have to recognize when we are attacking carelessly as the body of Christ, sometimes we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Right. Right. Sometimes we're, we're doing more damage. Okay, you might win the argument and be really, really, really correct. But did you, in that argument, lead a sinner astray? And I've heard right. people say, I don't want to be a member of the body of Christ. All they do is fight each other. Yeah, There's some truth to that. Yeah, My, my whole heart, and I'm wrong a lot of times. I'm not scripturally perfect. I'm not spiritually perfect. I'm not perfect in the household. I'm not perfect anywhere. I can't be. Only one perfect person walked the earth. The rest of us have what I call the human factor. Yeah. However, in my imperfections, if I have a heart to lead people to Jesus, I think that them getting into heaven might just be more important than me be proven wrong on every little tiny biblical detail. I don't want to be wrong biblically. Right. But, you know, I'm not... I, I'm not a huge scholar. I'm not perfect as a human. Yeah. But at the same time, if my job is trying to get people saved or healed or delivered or turned to Jesus and somebody is so 
worried about nitpicking against another member of the body of Christ, could they possibly be doing more damage, keeping a sinner away from Jesus? Are they are they not representing the love of God? They'll know we're Christians by our love walk. If we're not representing that love walk, maybe we're turning people off to Christianity. Okay, now you heard it here the first time. I'm marking it down. Lindsay said she is not perfect. I want to make sure everybody in podcast land <laughs> You know how easy it would be right that. now to push you off that chair? <laughs> See, I'm really, really short, so I I'm get a good force in moment. I'm going to write moment. that up on this paper. Would you please sign this? I am not perfect. I <laughs> Blah, blah, wow. blah. You guys are... That's an admission. Blah, blah, blah. You're, you're surprisingly <laughs> comfortable being able to talk about some of those things that I would think make you would make you feel uncomfortable. But it's like you're able to talk about them, but you don't carry them. Like you, you hear people that go through hardship and you can tell like, oh, they're still there. They're still living in the past. Like they carry it with such pain. How have you, how, how can you do that? David, how have you guys been able to... David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You're going to go through things in life. And those things help make you what you are. But you've got to go through them. You can't park in the middle of the problem. And you can't dwell and live in it. You've got to get through it. Mm. And that's what she and I have done all of our lives. How have you not become jaded? Chip on your shoulder. I have been jaded. Or angry. I Mm. have been angry to how I process anger. I have been frustrated. I have been wanting to quit. I have been feeling like I will never be able to get up and get through this or think through this because I'm real analytical. It's Uh just who I am. And then I also revert back to Richard was going to be a professional golfer, and he also got an opportunity to sing at what what hotel was it? The Sahara in Las Vegas. A big shot hotel in Las Vegas. He had a contract to sing there. Um, So when you think about all those things, I look back and say, why wasn't I just a lawyer and you a golfer? Yeah. I, I, I really do. Yeah. And I, I sometimes yeah. you get so beat up that you think, I'm sorry my children have to be, I love my children. I worked hard to get them. I had six pregnancies to get yeah. three kids, miscarriage after miscarriage, a son that died after 36 hours. I had surgery after surgery. So I wanted my children. I worked hard to get my children. Mm-hmm. But there are days when I think, God bless my children. I'm sorry that they're in this family. Not that I didn't want my children, but I'm sorry they have to go through as the collateral damage of being in the family of Oral Roberts. It was bad enough. Oral Oral was Oral, and he chose it. Richard was his son. Okay, he was born into it, but he still chose it. I was naive, but I chose it. My children didn't. And if I could tell you stories, which I absolutely will not glorify the devil, but if I could tell you stories of what my kids have been through, there's where bitterness can come in right. as a mama, as, as, as a, as a, I don't know how to explain it, compassionate mother, a caring mother, a mother who wanted their children. So when I think of those things, I think in that area could be where I could get the most tripped up. Mm. And instead I have to, like I said, I am more scriptural than sensible, so to speak. I have to go back and I have to take the Bible as the Bible. I, I can't pick and choose the parts I like. Yeah. I can't pick and choose the parts that make me feel good. The Bible is the Bible, and it all is supposed to be for my good. The Bible says all things work together for your good. Not all things are great. Not all things are peachy. He said we give praise not for every situation, but he said give praise in the middle of every situation. Yeah. So if I want to be scriptural more than emotional, that's tough for me, but the Bible says 
And I have to believe that I either obey the Bible or disobey the Bible. And I have to make a conscious effort to give it to God. It's easier for him. It's more in his personality. Right. Maybe it's because he's had more years of experience. Maybe it's because I'm more emotional. I don't know what the answer is. All I know is the only thing I know to do is say, what did God say? I used to sing an old Bill Gaither song. Bill and Gloria Gaither wrote it. And the words go like this. Hold on, my child. Joy comes in the morning. Mm. Weeping only lasts for the night. You hold on. You hold on until the morning. Mm. And you know, sometimes your answer doesn't come. I love that song, by the way, but sometimes my answer doesn't come in the morning. Mm. Sometimes years later, I'm still looking and saying, I thought this would have been over with. Sometimes months later, I thought, can't the truth come out about this for heaven's <laughs> yeah, sake? Right. What can I say? Yeah. And many times I feel like there will be a day when I say. But you just keep holding on. But until I reach that day when I, you know, I always say I could write a book. I could write why a ha- book. Why have you always, guys always chosen not to? I think there's twofold to it. Number one, first and foremost, if God releases me, and he may release me to tell my side of some stories. But there's also the other side that Oral always said to us, I could, meaning him about himself, I could refute this. I could, I could get up. But he said, would me making myself feel better about me, would that damage the body of Christ? Mm. That's tough because there are people in the body of Christ that I could tear down right now and bam, yeah, they know who they are. Yeah, But ultimately, let's think about it, the bigger picture. Ultimately, if they're leading people to Jesus, if they're winning souls, if they're doing something for the greater good of the team, you know, sometimes we sit on the bench and there's, I, I don't know the right word, there's a, a, a very qualified jerk that's making three-point shots. Yeah. They're still winning the game. Mm. Okay. There may be some qualified jerks that are Christians, but if they're doing enough to bring in the kingdom of God, the jerk part is being a personality. Maybe their heart's right before God. Maybe their heart's more pure than mine. Mm. I don't want to, my granddaddy used to say, get in a spitting match with a skunk. Mm. He said, everybody loses. I I just, the day may come, the day may never come, but God did not write the Bible with Lindsay in mind saying, when's my turn to talk? He just wrote the Bible for me to trust him. And maybe sometimes my biggest faith statement is to keep my mouth shut. And I have learned not to strike back. Mm. If you look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, He was betrayed by one of his own. And when they came to arrest him, Peter took out his sword and cut off the ear of the high priest's servant. And Jesus said, no, Peter. He reached down, picked up that man's ear and put it back on his head and healed him. Turned to Peter and said, if you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Leave vengeance in the hands of God. Uh, Because as Lindsay said, you're not their judge. And you know, I may not... We're joking about writing a book, but the truth is I would never write a book for revenge. I would never write a book no. for vengeance. Or to get even. I would never write a book to get even. So telling your, your truth is not necessarily revenge or getting even. There's a lot of people that really, God said, go ahead and tell your truth. Yeah. You know, and so that's not, I would never condemn that. And I may choose at some point to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I have to make sure I do it with a pure heart. I have to make sure I do it without damaging the body of Christ I'm not out to um, watch somebody grovel so that I feel good about myself. 
Um, my reward may be here. I may get to say things. I may never get to say things. But I want to make sure my reward in heaven is secure. I don't want to mess. I don't want to mess up my relationship with what God's told me to do. Mm. I can't. I can't take that risk. I'm not a worm. I'm not a doormat. I'm not crawling on the ground. Um, and like I said, the day the day may never come. The day may come. Yeah. But I think some of the people think that when you don't talk, it's a great sign of weakness. Right. Sometimes not talking is the greatest strength you'll ever yeah. know. It's yeah. very good. I want to ask one more question, and then we'll we'll be done. Uh, you know, we live in the day of cancel culture, Lindsay. You mentioned several times even talking about criticism, thinking, "Wow, my kids are seeing this," yeah. or having to navigate stuff through family. When I talk to people and um, we talk about you, you know, they talk about you being heroes of faith. Um, they talk about you being generals in, you know, in the faith world. I see you as not just heroes of faith, but for me, being able to know you a little more personally, I see you as, as heroes of family because you, your family is is so strong, so loving, so connected, yet you've gone through all, all so much. Yeah. How have you guys navigated the family side of that? being able to keep things healthy. I personally think it's a miracle. Mm. I mean that sincerely. Really? I think that some things only God can intervene and only God can operate in a miracle. I believe that that my going through some of the things I went through that were hideous, yeah. horrific, ridiculous lies, I think some of my vindication is not necessarily me going and saying a lot. Some of my vindication is exactly what you said. Yeah. Our family is super close. We all love God. We work well together. Um, you know, we, uh, we giggle at opportunities, at opportunities to be together. Yeah. A lot of families work hard to find opportunities to get apart. But yeah. strangely, we find opportunities and reasons to come together. That's a miracle to me. That is God smiling back at Lindsay saying, Hey, sweetie, that's part of your reward. Yeah. You know, we, we're together a lot. Uh, we have dinner together a lot. Uh, uh, we, we still call them every night to pray over them. We still every anoint night. them uh, mm. in prayer. Uh, we're very close. And you know, they, my family, Lindsay and our girls, have been through everything with me that I've been through. Right. And if they go through that with me, don't they deserve to have me go through that with them? Mm. Yeah. Plus, they know truth. And that's, you know, and, and I'll tell you the truth. My kids many times have said, Mom, write the book, write the book. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and like I said, maybe someday for them I will. Maybe I never will. But the one thing I do think is I have to say, if I could, this is really weird. I'm not trying to puff myself. I don't believe that. I don't believe in that. And yeah. you know me well enough yeah, to yeah. know that's not my personality. But I will say this about myself when I don't know what to do. I will just shut myself off and pray. Mm. And I feel like that's been my sanity, yeah. my secret weapon, uh, my hope, my future. I, I promise you, I will shut myself off and I will pray. I'll tune out everybody's opinion and listen to God. Mm. And one, one, one more thing I'll add this. When I make a mistake, when I've blown it, yeah. when I've messed up, I get my family together and I apologize. Mm. And I don't say, uh, girls, Lindsay, if I've, if I've done something that has hurt you, mm. I'm sorry. Take the if out of it. That's not an apology. I've learned how to say, look, I messed this up. I blew it. It's my fault. I take responsibility. I'm mm. sorry. Please forgive me. I'm going to do my best that this never happens again. How many times have I done that? And I think my family appreciates the fact that when I do make a mistake, and I, I'm a human, I make mistakes, yeah. that I own it. 
and I realize I was wrong and I make a change. One thing mm. Oral used to do that I honored so much, just so much, is he really did recognize being human. And he had a weird saying that I think if we ever really got this embedded into our spirit, he'd say, why did Jesus go to the cross for forgiveness of sins? He said, people who are perfect don't need to be forgiven. They're perfect. Yeah. And he said, forgiveness was created for your mistakes. That hit me. Now, that doesn't mean go make mistakes and say, whoops, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a that's a heart issue. Yeah. That's a, a that's a an issue where you, you know, you you right. twisted that scripture to fit your occasion. Yeah. No, the truth was if you've honestly, sincerely made a mistake and you have a sincere heart to be forgiven, that's why Jesus went to the cross. Mm-hmm. Not for your perfections. If you have some, celebrate them. Woohoo, I don't, but hey, <laughs> if you have some. Hey, make yeah. a poster. Praise the Lord. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I do some things nicely. I do certain things well. Okay, celebrate that. But he went to the cross for your imperfections. You know, and the, don't be afraid to ask for forgiveness and move on. Probably, uh, David, <laughs> King David, made more mistakes than anybody. Yeah. <laughs> At big least recorded. Mistakes. At least recorded. Big yeah. mistakes. His mistakes were publicized around the world. Right. And yet God called him a man after his own heart. Why? Mm. Because when David realized he was wrong, he got on his face before God and he repented. And thank God for repentance. And the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins mm. and to cleanse us. That's what she's talking about. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if okay. people will not allow you that second chance, that needs to be you know, put in the forefront of your mind. Right. You and I talked a long time ago about the book. It's a tiny little book, but it's got a lot of interesting points to it. The company you keep is the keep company that's keeping you. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, you need to take a good hard look at the company you keep. Yeah. Because for me, if I am forced to be around the people who will never forgive me or never let something go, okay, I'm forced to be around them. It doesn't mean I have to make them my best friends and I don't have to listen to their counsel. Yeah. However, the people that are in my close circle that I listen to and I glean from, the company I keep, I choose to keep, to me are those that, that give me the, the scriptural foundation that I have a right to be me, I have a right to repent, I have a right to, to, to start over, and they celebrate you know, when I get back up. Mm-hmm. I know people who celebrate knocking you down and holding you there. Right. I like to be around people that even if you are down, they celebrate your getting back. Yeah. You know, the book she's the little book she's talking about, the company you keep is available on our website, mm-hmm. as well as many other resources. Just go to richardroberts.org slash bookstore. All other resources are available. If you're just joining us, um, we've been doing a joint podcast today. Lindsay's uh, podcast. What do you what do you call yours? What's your title? <laughs> Oh my Ask, gosh. Make, make him answer that question. Yeah, what was what it called? It? Uh, look at, just look at my face. Entirely unconventional. unconventional. If you can't think of me as entirely unconventional, I don't know what better title okay. you can think of. Uh, and and mine, yeah, if you forgot my title, Expect a Miracle. <laughs> anyway, both we're are doing, very appropriate. We're doing a joint one today, and and uh, this is this is on her her podcast as well as on my podcast. So we're coming together today. But before we close, Lindsay, uh, let's let's pray. And Nick, thank you so much thank for, you. for being with us today. Would you pray, Lindsay, then I'll pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that Jesus was entirely unconventional in the fact that yes, he, he was. did so much to heal the sick, love the sinner, 
love unconditionally. I love that word. Jesus was Jesus. He could have done a lot of things, but he chose what he did. And I thank you, Father God, that you sent Jesus for our healing and wholeness. So right now, that gives me the privilege to pray for you to be healed from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, for you to experience healing and wholeness and wellness and a second chance. Even if it's a second or third, the Bible says, how many times do we forgive? 70 times seven. I mean, it's continuous. Whatever it is that you have need of, I pray today is the day for you to be so entirely unconventional that you put the past in the past, you forgive where you need to forgive, you ask for forgiveness where you need to, and you allow God to work miracle signs and wonders in your life in every aspect. In Jesus' name, and I, amen. I set my faith with Lindsay and with Nick right now. I come against this satanic attack that's tried to get you. Maybe it's in your emotions. Maybe you've been holding a grudge against somebody. Maybe someone has attacked you. Maybe someone's knocked you down. Maybe someone's criticized you. Maybe you've uh, done the attacking. Yeah, maybe something's gone haywire in your life. But Jesus said, if you don't forgive, neither will I forgive you. Well, I want Jesus' forgiveness in my life. So therefore, I choose to forgive others. And you can do the same thing right now. Just forgive them and give them to God. And I pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding to come into your heart right now. Lindsay's been talking about that on this podcast. And also, I come against every sickness and every disease, against every fear, against every doubt, every anxious moment. I rebuke every depression, every discouragement. And I pray for the peace of God that passes all understanding to flood your being, for you to know that God is real, that He loves you, that He sent His Son for you. And he has an abundant life for you. Let your faith go. Believe God for miracles in your life. Expect miracles in your life. Look to him as the source of your life. I promise you, according to the word of God, he's a good God. He's for you. He's not against you. I pray for healing in your life. I rebuke sickness and disease. I command it to come out in the name of Jesus. And I expect a miracle in your life in Jesus' name. Lindsay, one more word before we close. Yeah, I always like to end my podcast with something I believe with my whole heart. I believe you're worth more than you think. So I want you to believe that too today. Thanks for listening. And uh, God bless you for joining us today. We'll see you next time right here on the Unconventional Podcast and the Expect a Miracle Podcast. See you next time. Bye-bye. The Company You Keep by Lindsay Roberts is a mini book that Lindsay wrote to help you discover the importance of who and what around you can influence your life. If you are consistently around words of fear, worry, and doubt, then that can impact the direction of your life. But if you surround yourself with the truth of God's Word, it can help you tune in to all God has for you. Call 1-844-828-1412 or log on to richardroberts.org slash bookstore.